Welcome to the Concordia Publishing House podcast, where we consider everything in the light of Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm your host, Elizabeth Pittman. Hi, everyone. It's great to see you all here today. I'm thrilled to be joined by our friend, Heather Roosh. And hey, Heather, how are you? Hey, so great to be here with you, Elizabeth, and everybody out there. It's going to be so much fun. And it's it's such an important topic that we're talking about, because what we understand and what you're going to share with us is that there is a war raging for each of us. And it really boils down to something that we need to understand. And we need to understand that we matter to God, because everything comes out of that. We can, when we know that our identity is secure, our self-worth, it all comes from the fact that God created us special and unique, and it's an amazing thing. So I'm so glad that you're with us today to talk about that. Oh, so, okay. So for our listeners, I wanted to just give you a, a little bit of background on Heather. She's a life issue speaker. She's an author, um, fantastic singer, and all around <laughs> a lot of fun. She was kind of doing some music for me earlier <laughs> as we were getting going. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a big topic that we're talking about, but we're the way that you deliver it is very effective. Um, as you've been talking about this, this is not just um, kind of a hobby of yours. This is a passion of yours in talking to students and groups about the fact that we matter to God. Tell us what this looks like in the context of your You Matter tour. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, it's so great to be here with you. I just love being here and, you know, having opportunities to work with and in partnership with um, uh, CPH. So thank you guys. Thanks everybody out there who's joining us today. Yeah. You know, this conversation about um, worth and self-worth, our worth to God, uh, you know, I heard a pastor say a long time ago, um, if you're going to be effective in anything you do, you need to be a fanatic about it. I am fanatically um, committed and passionate about the fact that God's value of human life is the center and the core of every single other thing that happens that radiates out from our lives and that pours back into us. Um, you know, this is the breakdown. This is the conversation that we need to have. And that's why I feel it's so easy for us to have this conversation. Yes. I try to make it as conversational as I can because there's, there, there have been so many stigma you know, related things around it. So there's lots of stigma around being pro-life. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because, you know, aside from politics, aside from um, opinions, um, aside from, you know, personal testimonies and experiences, you know, the truth and the fact of the matter is that we are God's most priceless possessions. And when we understand that, it's from that point forward you know, and constantly coming back to that and drawing from it that, you know, our lives fall into, into place, that everything else in our life, you know, kind of takes its its proper order. We have a God of order, right? Absolutely. And yeah. I remember, I always knew this instinctively, but when I read your book for the first time, Sexuality Mentality, there was a way that you phrased the fact that because we are created by God and that we are priceless to him, that affects everything we do and everything, every way that we treat other people, the way we treat our own bodies. And it just encompasses everything from the physical to conversational to everything. And I've, I've found myself with my kids mm -hmm. when they're not being kind to one another. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I've kind of reflected back on the things that you said in there about how that, the fact that we matter means we need to treat other people like they matter because they matter just as much as we do. Yeah. And when we understand, and here's, I mean, this is the big like linchpin in this is that 
we cannot value other people. We can say that we that we want to, we can try, but ultimately we're not going to be able to live this out, to live out day to day in our interactions with people as we build relationships. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to live out God's value of life and the and his worth, his value, um, the worth that he's placed on on human life. We're not going to be able to live that out unless we first recognize it about ourselves. And that's such a healing, powerful thing. And it's a process. So that's, you know, when we're talking about the You Matter Tour, the You Matter Tour is a 50 to 60 minute presentation that we have brought all across the country to um, junior high, uh, senior high, college campuses, churches. Um, and, you know, my my goal is to equip, especially teenagers, obviously everybody, but my passion is for these teens that we would be able to equip them to not just be pro-life. But to know how to have the tools to hashtag how to right how to live with worth. And what does that look like? What does it look like? It looks like first understanding the worth that you have and where it comes from. It comes from Jesus Christ himself. You know, at the core of every one of us, Heidi Gaiman is amazing. She's also a CPH author, but she, you know, is kind of my my sweet friend who's my mental health guru, right? So she always has great little tidbits that she sends, you know, my way and and you know, it's, it's just awesome. Anyways, she always says trauma is is always held in the body somewhere. And that trauma very often, you know, will say, we, we, we all felt it before, you know, the pit in your stomach, right? Absolutely. So it's funny because she's, she was talking to me about the pit in your stomach and um, how trauma very often will be held, you know, in the center of who you are. Um, I have always said we have, every one of us has a blue dot. And that's like, you know, my kind of like very tangible way of giving a good, strong visual as to how this works. You know, we have a blue dot. That's the core of who we are. It's our spirit. And Psalm 139 says that we were woven, you know, in our mother's womb, um, you know, before anybody could ever see us or know us, our spirit, God created our spirit. So here he is, he's starting with this spirit. And then he's like weaving in, literally, you know, throughout Psalm 139, we hear this terminology, you know, he's weaving in physical body, mental, emotional, social aspects, and these components together create us as whole people. So, but we start with the spirit, the spirit first. And so therefore we have to go to where our spirit finds value and identity rather than where our physical body, our thoughts, our emotions, or our social interactions find worth and identity in our world. And that's the You Matter Tour. We're giving tools to students and hopefully then, you know, all the teachers and the parents in their lives as well um, to be able to live out God's value of human life. And that's so important these days because we really have, as a culture, lost a lot of our identity and it's become so easy for anyone really, teens especially, but anyone who has access to technology we can pick and choose our identity. You know, just click, click along. I'm like, oh, here I found a group, and it's 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 so fluid, and it's not the way it was designed to be. Tell us about this war that, or this battle that's waging. I mean, what are we really up against here? So we're up against um, the deception of Satan. You know, we are pawns in Satan's uh, vengeance to take God down. Right. We know that that's what is happening right now, that this is spiritual. This goes beyond us. Um, but one of the things that I think we really have to focus on, especially when we're trying to be to meet people where they're at, you know, with everything that the culture is surrounding us with, that sounds almost good. Right. Um, I think we it's really important that as Christians, you know, there is there is an element of being able to meet people where they're at. 
Um, and what I have found is that um, when I am open to hearing their stories and hearing their perspectives, um, they're open to hearing mine as well. So, um, you know, when we recognize that this is this is a war, that we are targets, I think it was Luther that said, if we realized, you know, the arrows that were being shot at us every day by the evil foe, we would certainly be coming to the Lord's table, yeah. right? We would be receiving Christ over and over and over as much as we could in order to strengthen ourselves. And, you know, that too is a huge part of our teaching. And, you know, where do you receive Christ? How do you defend yourself in this battle? It's not going to be found in the self-help books. It's not found in your sexual identity. It's not found in who loves you the most or who doesn't. It's not found in where you're accepted um, or, you know, held up. It's not found in anything that this physical body is capable of. You know, our only defense against this battle, against Satan and his and his attacks on us is Jesus Christ. And so, you know, we're constantly bringing, bringing forth the truth um, to students to say, where do you find Jesus? Where is Jesus found? He is found in your baptism. That's where your identity is. When you were joined with Christ, he is found in his body and blood. Think of the power of food and how it impacts us negatively or positively, right? But what if that food is Jesus? <laughs> Right? What does that do in order to equip us to go out in, into the world? You know, Jesus, where's, where's Jesus found? He's found in his word. You know, um, he's found in the forgiveness of sins. These are things that, you know, our students may be hearing and may even be, you know, receiving, but do they fully understand that this is, this is it? Like, this is it. So, you know, that I, I think, I think we have to be able to just say, to, to students and have the opportunity, have a platform to say to them, guys, you know, the world's telling you um, and your sinful flesh is telling you that your identity and that your defense is in all of the finding your place in this world um, and, you know, being successful or being attractive or being loved or being, you know, but it's not because you're not just a physical body. You are first a spirit and your spirit will always long for, you know, the acceptance and love of your father who is spirit, you know? So you just, yeah, it's just an awesome play that we can point out. It literally is so simple. All we're doing is just saying, Hey, here's the information. Now you know it. And it's, it's so great. You talk about like the word and how great that is. And I've just, in my morning devotions, um, I'm going, I use today's light and the readings are in Ezekiel right now. And this morning's first was where God gives him the scroll, the scroll to eat. <laughs> and he's actually, he's actually, he's, digesting God's word and it was sweet like honey. Yes. And that's what yeah. God wants us to digest that. And so that feeds us as we center ourselves in where our identity truly lies. Now you've talked about times where, you know, in this world we seek what makes us feel good and it might feel good for a moment, but then it goes away and then we're left wanting. And how does that vicious cycle play out? Oh, man. So, you know, it's amazing because, and it is so true. I've seen it in my own life. I know you you have, everybody out there has seen it in their own lives. You know, we go after the things that make us feel good. Um, and, you know, especially in a time when there are stressors, if we, one of the things that I've, that, that's become really evident to me in the last year, year and a half um, is just, especially with COVID and with the pandemic and everything going on with that, is that, um is that stress is a massive motivator in our lives. And so when we have any additional stress in our life, um, and when, we're, when we don't have the tools to manage that stress or to cope with that stress, um, and hopefully alleviate some of it, um, because there are certain things, I mean, this is reality. Yeah, there are certain absolutely. things that you, that you can eliminate 
Um, but you have to know and be able to recognize those things. And so having the tools to do that. And there are some things that you, you've got to be able to just roll with um, and do the best that you can, you know, to be flexible and to balance it with other things in your life. Um, and so, so as we recognize that stress is a huge motivator, you know, stress very often will drive us into a place where we are seeking you know, we're trying to fill that void. We're just, we're caught up in this, you know, turmoil. I call it my tornado. I'm like spinning and spinning. Um, give me peace. Give yes. me something to make me feel and at peace. Yeah. And I'm grasping for things because I just don't have the cognizance yet to say, no, you need to slow down. You need to balance, put things in order. Um, what is it that's triggering, you know, this response in you right now? And I think so one of the things as I'm counseling with teenagers, that's one of the things that I'm, I'm recognizing, especially is that they're coming to me with anxiety, um, depression, stress, and um, wanting tools to cope with that. And the first thing that we're doing is we're going back to what's going on that's causing those things. Um, and how can we give put, put good tools in place in order to balance those things? And then let's talk about maybe, you know, the, the symptoms of that, you know, maybe these poor choices that are happening in your relationships, maybe, you know, the um, crowd that you're hanging out with or the decisions that you're making or the thoughts that you're having. Um, and very often it is the thoughts. The yeah. thoughts often lead us then to the action, yeah. you know. And so, you know, but but those thoughts cause guilt. And shame sometimes as well. And so, you know, being able to back that up and say, okay, I'm not going to really focus on the thoughts and the shame um, and, you know, the, the emotions right now. I'm going to focus on what's causing those things so that we can balance your life out. Because very often you'll find that when you're when you have the tools to keep your life balanced physically, mentally, emotionally, socially and spiritually, when that wheel is operating in balance those other elements, emotions and thoughts very and, re, and, and relationships, they very often fall into healthier places. That's a good place to be. I know what you described. So Heidi Gaiman has a new book coming out soon and she'll be on a future episode of the podcast where she's talking about brokenness and yeah. how we can find hope even working through the brokenness. And we're all broken. And when those things happen, and those are the things I think that you're referring to when you talk about, you know, what's the root cause mm -hmm. of why we're feeling this way that's sending us into this spiral. And we have to get back in balance to find our way out. And sometimes we just need somebody. And this is this is really the heart and my passion behind the You Matter Tour. We just need somebody to say, hey, let's take a minute and talk about this. Yeah. Because the reality is, you know, when do we do that? And and who do we who do we have the opportunity to do it with? Um, and so that's one of the things that we've just seen is so powerful. And I, it, it drives my passion, you know, to be able to get out there in front of more students, being with more people, because um, these kids are struggling. Our families are struggling. And we just, you know, our, my, my entire heart is just to be able to provide an opportunity to have this conversation and give this information because it's transformational. Oh, and, and it's so easy for people to think that sharing our fears and our weaknesses or being vulnerable yeah. is weakness. Yeah. And instead of finding someone that they can go to and have an honest conversation, they're, they're left relying on their own devices. And that is not a healthy place to be. At, not at all. And you know what? I, I'm so glad you brought that up, Elizabeth, because, you know, one of the, the main, I just did a women's conference a couple of weeks ago and this was the topic. It was vulnerability and what, but what comes out of it? We're so scared of being vulnerable and putting ourselves in the position where we have to say, like, I'm not doing good. 
you know, Um, or I'm failing here or I'm struggling here or I, here's the big one. Like I did it already. That happened already. Now what do I do? So embarrassment on top of. Oh yeah. 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 And you do have to very much, there is an element of, you know, as you reconcile through that and as you try to make the next right choice, there is an element of just, you have to, you know, being, being able to come to the place where you can say, I might lose some friends. There may be some casualties in this. You know, people may, you know, may not trust me again for a little while. They may doubt me. Um, But it's more important for me to do this next right thing so that I don't continue to fall backwards, but move forward. I tell my girls all the time, you know, throw your your, your shoulders back and your chin up. (laughs) There's nothing that, you know, that we haven't, that we're not going to go through together. Right. Um, And so, you know, to be able to recognize and here's a beautiful, beautiful piece of this. And I think it's the motivator that that allows us to kind of um, be more vulnerable is that out of vulnerability comes empathy. Empathy and empathy. This has been my like I have I have talked and talked and talked and stood on my pedestal for years and years and years about this. Empathy connects us. Empathy is the thing that makes us relevant to somebody else before us, whether it's our children, whether it's our parents, our neighbor, our congregation member, a student, someone on the other side of the political line, whatever it is, empathy connects us. If I can say to you, Elizabeth, I hear you. I hear you. And I've been there. I know what you're talking about. I, you know, this happened to me, maybe not in the same way, but man, this makes me think about when, you know, my life was in the same place that yours is or whatever. When we have the opportunity to, to listen to each other in vulnerability, at that point, then we've, we can share together, right? In our stories and our stories connect us with empathy. And that is the most incredible gift of God. I mean, ultimately, who is the greatest source of empathy in our lives? Who who saw, you know, to come and connect with us in an empathetic way more than anyone else in the whole world, right? Here, here I'm Jesus Christ. I'm going to take all of your sins, all of your stories, all of your troubles, all of your thoughts, all of your experiences. I'm going to take them onto myself and I'm going to take them to the cross and, and die for them and bury them. Ah, you know, so to be able to see how this all like, you know, this is the image of God. This is how we learn to relate with each other um, is by looking to Jesus and to see, you know, and, and this is something that gets skewed quite a bit. I think we, we're seeing that, especially with sexuality and, you know, some of the issues that we're, we're struggling with right now, um, you know, as we as a nation. Um, this is this is going to be skewed and it's, it's already being skewed and it's an almost truth. It kind of sounds right sometimes, but it ultimately is is defacing God's value of human life. And it's making God's value of human life subjective. It's, you know, and that's that's not God's intention at all. That's not dangerous. at all. It's, it's very dangerous. And it's a slippery slope that once started, it's, it speeds up really fast. Yeah. So how, how is Satan using sexuality against us? So, so um, you know. I, I think it's really important that we understand that um, that from as, as from a Christian perspective, we can say this is dangerous, and people will think that we're just talking about you know our staunch religious beliefs, and we're just saying well it's dangerous because it's not Christian, okay? Right. 
but but this is but this is why it's dangerous. It's dangerous because it is skewing the order of how God created things. And God creates order in our lives for our benefit. Right. Because he knows that as sinful fallen people, we're going to struggle and we're going to be trying to find our way and pulling our blocks and putting them in whatever order we want because we just don't know better. You know, and that's where, you know, when I'm speaking with teens, this is so, so important. They think they know. They, you know, and and honestly, like I, yeah, like, and there are a lot of times where I'm not afraid to wrestle with things that I don't understand. Um, And I think that's what's giving me, you know, the, the insight and the, and the empathy, right. To be like, okay, I see you're struggling and I see that this is your reality and this is your truth. And you think that this is going to be the answer to your problems. Right. Um, And, and I see how Satan is using our sexuality, you know, as a means to say, this is your worth. This is this is how valuable you are by how desirable you are. Um, and and, you know, that is such a superficial view of how of the of something that God has created. So with such incredible depth. Right. And so when we look at it, of course, he does that. So, of course, he does it because we are visually wired. Right. To be sexual people, to connect with one another and not just in sexuality, you know, but in relationship. So relationships are built one interaction after the next. And so if we are looking at interactions, um, what's the most, what's the fastest, quickest response in an interaction that I can usually get from somebody? It's going to be sexual. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, And so if I'm somebody who's needing attention, who's needing affirmation, who just needs somebody to pay attention to me and, 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 um, and uh, just know that I'm there see me, just to see me. Sexual attention, sexuality is going to be their first go-to. Um, and I and I can speak from personal experience. Um, you know, when I was in, in college as well and in high school, that was something that I found very effective for myself. And it was a hard, it's a hard thing to look back on that and just, and that I think too is, is something that's heartbreaking for me um, because I just didn't know better. Right. Nobody had told me any differently. And so, you know, but but I also think that we have to recognize what a mockery, you know, this superficial value of life, of human life. When we say you're just a physical body with physical value, physical worth, um, physical capabilities, what a mockery of this incredibly intricate, vastly, you know, uh, diverse, uh, uniquely created masterpiece that you are. A friend of mine and I will talk and, you know, my oldest son is in high school now. And as I look around and so I'm, I'm paying a little more attention to how the girls are behaving. <laughs> it happens to us all. I have I one know. too. <laughs> uh, my son, my son hasn't yeah. quite started. Yeah. He He's kind of oblivious and that's, so, that's, 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 that's so fine by me. Yeah. But, but I watch a friend of mine and I will talk about this. We're like, okay. And my husband, and I will too. Like if, we're glad we're boy parents, number one, but if my daughters were behaving in some of the ways that you see these girls behaving mm-hmm. in terms of it, just putting themselves out there in a very sexual way, and you yeah. can see that they're doing it to try to get attention yeah. and to try, try to draw attention to themselves. And you know, I'm presuming here, but to make themselves feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's going to spiral down somewhere else and it's just like you don't need to do that yeah. you don't need to put yourself out there in that way um to to get the feedback and the attention that really matters and it, it's 
it's it's hard to watch because you you're kind of helpless to do anything about it except to you know mm-hmm. talk with your own kids about yeah. okay this is this is your worth and this is why you matter and this is why you don't want to go down this path mm-hmm. um, because it's it's a serious weapon that Satan's using absolutely well and and just to expound on that you know one of the things that I that we've done here in our home is we pointed that out. Oh, you know, it, it breaks my heart when I see sweet little so-and-so out there with their booty shorts on and just, you know, and I'm not, I'm not knocking booty shorts. I'm just saying like, you know, there's a time and a place. So, um, but when you see a vulnerable student, you know, we try as a family to reach out to that student or to encourage our children to not participate, but to recognize that that student is somebody who, whom Christ died for first and foremost, um, but also who's struggling. And so there's, you know, maybe there's an area that you can help them. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, maybe not. Uh, you're, we're, we're commanded to call to love our neighbors. And so if that is, if those people are in our circles, then we can love them. Absolutely. We can throw them a smile. You know, we can give them, a, you know, a wave when we go by. We can just let them know that we, you know, we accept you because you are a child of God. Um, but I also think that there are different, um, you know, there's, there's also a whole different thing at play here. And I think when we see those behaviors, we have to recognize, um, as frequently as it's happening out there, um, we have to recognize that, you know, we have a, we have some work to do there. We need to counter, you know, this message of the culture that's feeding them this lie. Um, I mean, it, it angers me. In Psalm 139, this, you know, the psalmist goes to flip, makes this flip in the very end. And he says, I hate them with complete hatred. You know, the enemies of God, I hate them. Um, but I get that because, you know, I can see very, very clearly as a mature Christian who's been a pro-life speaker, educator now for, you know, 15 years, I can see all the intricacies and the ways that Satan is using this battle of sexuality to tear our kids down, to tear our families down um, and to tear the church down. And so I can look at those, you know, those sweet kids and I can say, you know, I see this for what it is. And it angers me that Satan has that hold on you. And I don't, I'm not okay with it. So I, I got to do something. And that is the heart right there behind the You Matter Tour. It is what can we do? How can we live out God's value of life? What can we say? What can we be? How can we be walking testimonies, not just in our words, Yes, I'm pro-life. I wear the T-shirt. I've got the bumper sticker, right? But how can I be a be you know a walking representation? And that's not to say that I you know. Um, and I think I think that that is much more um, effective in our day-to-day interactions and in our mentality. And that's what my book is about: sexuality mentality. It's about how do we make this shift in our um, perception, our worldview. So that every single behavior, every action, every the way that we approach ourselves and others is one that first and foremost honors life, honors human life, ours first so what, and then others. So what are some of the ways that we can do that? And I think part of it is recognizing the propaganda that's coming our way. Mm-hmm. But how, how can we get our heads on straight in terms of approaching our day-to-day lives like this? Well, I think it starts first, you know, the reason that it's called the You Matter Tour is because um, I can say it, speak it out from myself. And I can say to you, you matter. And there's nothing subjective about that. I'm not, you know, and, and in, in the same way, I can speak it to myself as well. So You Matter says, 
that every one of us has equal value in God's eyes. Okay. So first then, in order to be tangible about it, and as we look at putting tools in place to live this life, we have to look and we have to know for ourselves. Um, you know, we have to put the time required in to, to balancing our physical, mental, emotional, social, and spiritual lives. Um, and that's most often the hardest part of it is, you know, retraining your brain to say, okay, where am I at physically with my body? You know, am I in, am I stewarding this body well? Um, you know, are my thoughts held captive to the word of God? Am I, do I have good places where I can work through these things that I'm thinking that I can't necessarily speak? Um, you know, because God gave us these emotions and these thoughts. They are perfectly beautiful, wonderful things, but we have to know how to cope with them, right? Good, bad, and ugly. And we also need to know how to steward them. So that everything operates, you know, in, in a healthy way. Um, and so I always come back to, and then also I'll finish this part. I'll come back to the house. Socially, we need to, we need to look at, take a hard look at our relationships. You know, are we surrounding ourselves with healthy people who are aligned, you know, with the same convictions that we have? Are we willing to say, I would rather have fewer, um, who are in line with me rather than many who are not? Um, and then spiritually, are we in church? Are we receiving Christ over and over and over? God tells us where we can find him. Um, and so to be able to make that a priority is the most life-saving thing that we can do in order to live a life um, that values life. So the way that I say that is, and then tangibly, and this is something that we go into um, you know, in, in the tour as well, is you got to take care of your physical body. You have to put good things in it right? You have to help health food, good sleep, like, you know, lots of water, like there are tangible, you got to do your exercises. You are worth caring for your body because ultimately when any one of these areas is lacking, it's going to affect everything else because you're not just, it's all woven together. It, it really is. Right? It really, so I mean, putting, I didn't sleep last night, which is why I totally bungled the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, and it's all just, yes, you know, and so, but, but let's follow that line. I didn't sleep last night. So, you know, my thoughts, you know, were all jumbled and not in order. Then I'm feeling, you know, self-conscious about how things are going to happen. You know, I'm a little bit embarrassed and then I'm, you know, I'm down about it. Well, then my social interactions, I just want to stay in my office all day long, you know, and then am I going to go to church on Sunday? God, I'm going to have to pull myself out and go do it. Right. So Absolutely. that's how it all affects, you know, it, it affects us all. So to be able to say, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't really have, you know, the time to put into my physical body right now, but I'll go um, and I'll, I'll do some crafts to, to take care of my, my emotional and, and mental self. Well, no, we have to wake up every morning with that intentionality to say, I'm going to do one good thing for my body today, even if that's all I can do. It's amazing the power and just saying, well, I'm, I'm going to do this one good thing for myself today for my physical body, the arts, um, you know, God gave us this incredible ability to work hard and that is what we were commanded to do so we can provide for our families. But then he also gave us the ability to play and the power of play is, you know, and this is where, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm a singer. I love the arts. My kids are all, you know, their whole lives. We've plugged them into arts and sports fall into that as well. So, you know, building things, creating things, you know, um, developing things, music, writing, journaling, sculpting, painting, all, singing, you know, all of these things are things that God gave us to help balance and, and give us a, a portal to get all the things that we can't speak. 
um, out of our bodies so that they're not just, you know, tearing everything apart from the inside out. I love how that playtime or a lot for me, it's a long walk yeah. or just kind of where, you know, your brain is not thinking too much, but the physical activity, the it, it sparks the creativity yeah. and it usually will bring it right back and where you're like, if I get stuck or if I have to do a pro, some sort of pro, I'll go walk and I will walk until it comes in. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I can get back on track. Yeah. So yeah. It, it is amazing how it all is so, so interwoven. It is. It really is. And, you know, for our students to understand, um, you know, that these are very simple, just first of all, that this exists. This is how you work. Um, so I think there's definitely like a physiological element and there's a lot of, um, you know, scientific research that goes back to just, you know, students who have an awareness of how their mind and body work um, have much more, you know, help, have much healthier outcomes in life. And so it's just, you know, very much an awareness, like physiologic, physiologically, this is how you're wired. This is what you need. Um, and, and then here are some tools so that when you fall off and when you feel like you're spiraling you can get back on. You know how to get back in order again. You know what to do to put your life back together so that hopefully these kids aren't getting, you know, further and further away from this grounded sense of worth um, in Christ. Um, and and the beauty of this message, too, is that we spoke, we, we brought this message into public schools as well. Because, you know, even though we're not able to say, you know, that Jesus Christ is the source of, of, of all worth and identity, um, we are able to present it in a way that um, still we can stand and say the value of human life is the most important issue on the table. And this is how it affects you. And this is why. Um, and and it's just completely mind blowing. You I'm know, so glad you're going a secular level. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's fantastic. And to me, that was, you know, that's not a compromise. That's a step in the right direction. Because those kids that are listening in the public schools, those kids that have um, a Christian background and have a, a Christian, you know, family or, or you know, support system, they're going to get it. Right. But the kids who don't now, maybe we've just opened a door. Right. Um, that, you know, they're going to start thinking about this on a different level. They're perceiving it from a different uh, angle and their mentality is starting to shift. Just all we can hope for and then let the spirit do its work. Yeah. As, as we start to wrap up, Heather, what encouragement do you have for our listeners? I mean, it's a big topic. It's an it's a crucial topic. Yeah. What what encouragement do you have for those of us, th those mm -hmm. folks that are listening today? My encouragement is, you know, you can do it. Like this is something and, 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 you know, what is our message? What's your message to the world? What is your message? That's my encouragement because, um, you know, being able to think about where we are and what we want to accomplish is a great gift and freedom that we have in this world. Um, as Christians, as, you know, Americans, um, we have the opportunity to be intentional and to be able to, to say this is worth, this is something worth doing. Um, and so the encouragement is just, you know, be intentional, be intentional about how you want to live. God's value of life out and how you want to teach it. And then be intentional about trying to, you know, develop that mindset, that mentality, and you have everything you need in Jesus Christ. So go and receive him over and over again. And if that's, that's where you, we, we start, that is where we all come. That's where we start. It's where we, you know, we stop off for our, you know, daily intakes. Um, and, um, and it's where we end. Um, and so we have every tool that we need in order to move forward. And so you can do it because you have Christ 
you know, the strength of Christ in you, um, Christ himself present with you. And so um, you're never alone and you are worth it. And because you're worth it, they're worth it. That is a fantastic message that we all need to remember Heather, where can our listeners connect with the You Matter Tour? Um, okay, so we have a website. It's youmattertour.org. So we can you can connect us, with us there. You can also follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, we have you know little encouragements that go out pretty frequently now. Um, and then you can always reach me as well through CPH. Um, of course, you know uh, sexuality mentality information is there. We have several great studies that go with that book. Um, and the book was intended, as you know, Elizabeth. Um, you know to be a, a bridge to start having this conversation and to start making that mentality shift. And so it's a quick, easy read. There's um, the life course that goes with it. So you can do little videos with me um, just to kind of fill in the blanks and answer some questions, go a little deeper. Um, there's a youth Bible study as well um, that's available. That's also in accompaniment to the book. So yeah, there's some different places you can do that. Connect with us online, on Facebook, on social media. We'd love to hear from you guys. So and we'll link to those all those different places in the show notes. So listeners, I encourage you to go check out the You Matter Tour and the information that Heather has there. It's it's great information and uh, you won't you won't regret taking the time to spend with your families and with your students in your life going over this. Heather, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. It's, it's always, always fun to be fun here to... with you. Absolutely. Hope to see you in St. Louis again sometime soon. Absolutely. I do too. All right. All right. Take care. Have a great day. All right. Bye everybody. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Catch you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Concordia Publishing House podcast. I pray that this time was valuable to your walk with Christ. We'd love to connect with listeners on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Concordia Pub. Visit cph.org for more resources to grow deeper in the gospel.